Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1045 of Ask Pat 2.0. This is the podcast where you listen in on a coaching call with an entrepreneur just like you, and I coach this person through a problem. You can apply at askpat.com for coaching, and we've coached several people this year. Actually, I want to thank all of you for following along this year. It's December 8th right now, uh, the date that this episode publishes, which is two days after my 36th birthday. Thank you all uh, in advance at the time of this recording, but belated thank yous for all the happy birthday wishes by the time this comes out. And you know, it's been an amazing year because ASPAT 2.0 came out this year. Prior to that, a thousand episodes of ASPAT, I guess we'll call it 1.0, where I had answered a question via voicemail that came in and it was just my sort of initial answer after that. I've loved doing these coaching calls and I've heard from many of you that you love them too. And today we are actually, um, you know, so November was all of the Where Are They Now episodes. So we had five in a row of people who were on the show earlier in the year who I coached through a process. We brought them back and you all have been saying amazing things about them and a special shout out to especially Walid. His episode was amazing in episode 1044. Just the transformation was incredible. I'm actually pulling that episode out and uh, on the Smart Passive Income podcast, I'm gonna be combining his initial episode with his recent episode to show people who may not know about Ask Pat or Walid. Um, maybe they just don't listen to Ask Pat and uh, they can hear the transformation right after another. So if you're subscribed to Smart Passive Income, then you'll hear that one coming your way too. And it would be a great one to listen to if you need some inspiration going into 2019. Now, we are actually gonna have a few more. Where are they now? So I only said it was gonna be November, but we have a couple more for you. And I'm thankful that today we're gonna be speaking with Ethan Clark, who was featured back in episode 1010. He had a business in the wedding proposal industry. Very interesting super niche. And that was about, that episode was about, well, how do we grow this super niche of, you know, helping guys and gals create amazing proposals for their significant others? And so I'm excited to bring back Ethan to talk about how his business has transitioned since seven or eight months ago since we had that recording together. And again, he was featured on episode 1010 if you want to go back and listen to that one after this one just to kind of see what things were like. All right, enough of me talking right now. Let's get right into the where are they now? Ethan Clark from episode 1010. Here we go. Hey, Ethan, welcome back to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks for uh, coming back on. Uh, it's great to be here, Pat. Thanks for having me on again. So for those of you who don't remember, Ethan was featured in episode 1010, and uh, he has a very interesting niche that he's in. And for those of you who might not have heard that episode, definitely recommend going back and checking it out. Um, kind of tell us what you've been up to. I mean, I, I, you were doing the marriage proposal website and uh so the marriage proposal.com a very interesting space and you were wondering about like how to grow that very super niche space um tell us how things have been going well a lot has certainly changed uh and for the good so uh first off thank you for all your help that you gave me on the last episode and just your continued uh knowledge and inspiration that's really helped me throughout you know the entire year uh growing the business uh well a lot has changed, particularly because we actually took the online business offline, and that's actually helped grow my online content kind of in a full circle. So very quick story. I, uh, my wife was always passionate about photography, mm -hmm. and then beginning of the year, she actually opened up her photography business. Um, and lo and behold, we started getting requests for proposal photography. 
And then that turned into kind of the light bulb going off where, hey, well, what if we obviously combined these two businesses and also do proposal planning? So locally here in Miami, uh, we've been doing proposal planning where people actually contact us to do the end-to-end solution of coming up with proposal ideas, setting up the whole proposal, as well as we've gotten additional vendors to do not only the photography, but also videography, florists, and you name it. Um, so that yeah, has awesome. really, yeah, really taken off. Um, and, it, you know, it's grown our revenue from, you know, a few hundred dollars a month online when we were beginning to several thousand dollars a month uh, with the proposal planning. And what that's also done is it's created, really rocketed my content because not only are I'm, am I getting a lot more uh, insights into things to write about on my blog, but I'm also now getting a lot more video content because we're, you know, recording the proposals and the whole process, as well as the photography that my wife is doing of the proposals supports all of that as well. So it's really been a really interesting journey over the over the year, but it's it's really turning out well. Yeah, that's amazing. It kind of just sounds like you know, for a while in the last episode, things were kind of you know, you weren't quite sure where things were going to go, and now the puzzle pieces have kind of just fallen into place. Yeah, and even and even the online stuff that we discussed in the last episode, um, I've taken your advice and ran with it, and it's starting to, to bear some fruits. Uh, one of the things that we had discussed in the last episode was how to set up a referral network, and I've really started to do that. You know, basically the same process as I was going before, where I would get uh, guest posts written from uh, people who are in the industry all over the country and, and also the world. Uh, about proposal locations in their area. And then what I do is I have a, a discrete contact form set up on the on the, the post where uh, a guy or a girl who's looking to propose can fill out a contact form for that particular city. And then I then pass that lead on to the, to the photographer or the event planner that we're partnered with in that particular city. So that's a growing process because we don't certainly have every city covered in the in the world certainly yet uh but we're adding them usually you know a couple of months so it's it's growing so that's great that's really cool i'd love to go back to uh between the last conversation we had and when you decided to kind of combine these things i'm I'm curious to know like was that a conscious decision like hey let's put these things together or did it kind of just fall into place uh i would say it more fell into place so she was doing photography and mostly she was doing you know uh, children and portrait photography uh, and then based on some of the the work that I was doing somebody reached out to me to say hey do you know a photographer to photograph my proposal uh, at this uh, mansion in Miami which is called Vizcaya and kind of a light bulb went off in my head where I was like of course I do. Yes, my wife does that. And then two, how can we get more of these? Uh, and that's where it kind of, you know, I revamped the the page to uh, talk about proposal planning in Miami, proposal photographer in Miami, and then started running ads on Google and on Facebook specifically for it. And now we get multiple, multiple re- requests a month and close, you know, a, a pretty good percentage of them uh, into actual proposals. That's super cool. Okay, so you, in order to give exposure to the kind of this new offering, you did run ads, and I'm curious to know, like, who and how are you targeting those? Um, targeting in the marriage space and marriage proposal space can be very interesting because you kind of 
everybody gets or not everybody gets married, obviously, but I mean anybody can get married, and um, you don't you know at various ages. So how do you how do you even target for that? Well, on search, it's very simple. I mean, I'm I'm targeting specific keywords. I'm using more exact match phrases because I, I there's a lot of traffic out there for That's people right. to broadly looking for engagement rings and things like that. That's and for Google, right? Yeah, for Google. Uh, right now, I'm only on Google. Um, also, my local business listing really bared a lot of fruit, um, particularly. So, uh, you know, I registered my my address with my business name and then put a lot of descriptions. I upload pictures there frequently. And because it's located in Miami, when anybody searches, you know, proposal ideas Miami, uh, you know, obviously it's up to Google if they show it, but they show it very frequently. So that's also a very free listing that really bumped up my SEO rankings uh, very quickly by just signing up for that free service. Uh, and then the the Google ads have worked very well. Uh, that's definitely my best converter. And then we're, we're testing different things on Facebook, obviously with, um, you know, targeting people who are in a relationship, but not married yet mm-hmm. uh, or engaged. Um, and, and then a specific age range and then a specific geography. Uh, and then I'm testing different interests and different, you know, socioeconomic demographics to determine kind of what the right mix is there to get, get the best responses. So cool. So cool. So as far as where you're at now, um, things seem to be chugging along, which is great. Where are you envisioning the process to be scaled a little bit? Or um, are you thinking about hiring others to help? Or like, what are the next steps for you both? Uh, Well, from the the planning side, uh, we've already uh, started looking at backups to uh, particularly on the photography side. And we actually just found one. So we're really happy about that for if we say had two requests on the same day, we could pull them both off. Or if for some reason my wife, you know, because obviously we have two little kids, so every time we have a proposal, we got to find a, a, a babysitter, which is sometimes a challenge. Mm. Um, so if, you know, we have a conflict with the childcare, we have now a backup for photography, which is a really big part of the proposal planning. So that's one part. And then we're looking at eventually scaling that to other cities. Um, you know, looking at people potentially to do the planning in other cities who would be interested in that, maybe event planners who are coming right out of school, things like that. That's long term. Uh, where I'm more focused on now from the from the business perspective is actually products uh, and affiliate marketing um, to get more passive with the income. Because with the proposal planning, and I still do have a full time job, and we have two, you know, little kids under under four, right. there's so many, uh, physical hours we can be out, uh, you know, planning the proposals. We can basically do about five, five a month, which, you know, it is a big, big income, but it, uh, it, it, we need a bigger staff to scale that. So what I'm looking at is products, uh, and also affiliate relationships as well, um, as for more passive income. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. I think we touched on that before, at the end of the call because the marriage proposal is just the start of one of many other services and things that people in that space could get. And of course, you know, even after people are married, like I'm curious to know because where my head is at is like, wow, this isn't a very intimate moment of a person's relationship. And to get to know them at that time, I mean, you're, you, you probably remember most of the ones that you've helped 
to yeah. uh, to create and to to photograph. I mean, how amazing to continue to follow them throughout life to then be able to you know take pictures of their actual marriage or their uh, when they have babies if if they do and you know all other moments of their life and and help set things up in that way. Are you doing anything to kind of um, keep those relationships moving forward after the initial sort of service is offered? For sure, from a photography perspective, you yep. know, my wife, uh, you know, from which is both still both of our businesses. So um, we always follow up. We try and, you know, if they're local, we try to do an engagement session afterwards. And then obviously, if they are uh, looking to get married in Miami, we are offering wedding photography now as well. So that is definitely the transition that we're taking. Uh, also, we are working on getting um, referrals for uh, event planners who do weddings. Uh, I just don't have the experience and nor the nor the desire to be a wedding planner. <laughs> so um, we're looking for ones that we can trust at at different um, budget levels for clients. You know, so obviously some have huge budgets and some have more limited budgets. So different, you know. Uh, wedding planners accept different types of clients. So we're looking for that type of network to set up. Mm-hmm. So yes, we are taking steps um, to go further. Um, I also do want to go back to one thing. The one other thing that I'm working on is actually setting up um, uh, online uh, consulting for people who are not local. So basically looking at uh, selling um, my time on the phone on consulting calls for for guys who can't find the answers to their questions that that they're looking for, or just want somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of if they're yeah. thinking of a specific proposal. So that's something that I'm uh, in the process of setting up, which is where I kind of have some some of the questions for you uh, on the affiliate side as well as that. that sure, yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to answer them. Are you getting people asking you for help that are outside of the local area at this point? They are. Yes, that's I've awesome. Started, I've started to get. Um, just random questions and I'm not really advertising that much the ability to to um, to like set that up so I'm gonna now promote it more on the site and then with a specific you know uh, cost associated with specific times and what you get for it awesome so how can I help you with that well I think I think kind of pricing is one of the things that I'm I'm, I'm really wrestling with because a lot of times uh, when you're dealing with guys mostly and they've already spent a ton of money on a ring and they may be traveling to uh, a specific location where they've spent a lot of money on a hotel and all this stuff, everybody's obviously looking for the lowest price. Now I also right. don't want to undervalue my, my time. Um, so I'm really trying to figure out what is a, a good price to charge for a half an hour phone call and a uh, a two half hour phone calls where if you had a question uh, and you probably anticipated having a follow up question that would give you a discount for booking two phone calls uh, versus an unlimited consulting uh, throughout the entire proposal planning process. So I'm trying to come up with budgets or, or uh, prices for that, uh-huh. and it's so hard to find that because there's there's really nobody else doing it that I can find in my industry, you know? So that's where it's, you know, I think I might be first to market on this and that's where I'm just having a lot of hard time with, with pricing. Well, where where my head is at before pricing is, are you sure you want to do this? 
I think I do. I, I think I do because I think I'm I'm good at having conversations with people, and I am doing a lot of the research uh, for the um, for the proposals we are planning. So I have a lot of the questions already available to answer to people, and I'll, I put a lot of it into the content that I put online anyway. But it seems like when I'm when I'm doing the planning for the guys that were actually getting paid to do the planning, I'm also seem to be doing a lot of the consultative stuff as well, just kind of talking through things with them, giving them little tips, stuff like that, where um, I, I would be open to doing that to people across the country. How often would you want to do this? If you're, if you're doing it in 30 minute increments, like how many hours per week would you want to do this? I mean, I could certainly do a 30 minute call a day, uh, I think 30 calls a month would be uh, amazing if I was getting that many, that much volume. I, I wouldn't anticipate that just based on the traffic on my site so far, but uh, you know, maybe in the future it gets to gets to that point. Okay, so 30 minutes a day. Um, can you imagine with the life that you have and the life that you want with the two kids and the other work that you're doing, having a 30 minute call in your schedule, which would have to match their schedule to, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, so we can really yeah, no, poke holes. Um, that. Is it? Would you? Would you? Would like? Would you see that call? Like, imagine you're, you've been doing this for a few months. You see a 30 minute call. It's a it's a Thursday. You just finished a bunch of work, and you still have to do this call. Would it? Would it be like, man, I'm so excited to get like. Not only do I get to do what I just did, but I get I get to do this call and have like a real life conversation with somebody, which is amazing. Or would you feel uh, hypothetically like, oh man, like I got another one of these to do? Do you think you'd ever get to that point? I feel like one of my skills in life is, is talking to people. I certainly do it all day, every day with my, my regular job. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I was looking at is saying something like, I, you know, I kind of enjoy just speaking to people. And if I can make a little money extra doing it. And also the way I also see it is it's a source for me to also create more content for my site. Cause I saw when I was doing the planning of proposals, it, it skyrocketed my, my thought process on, on, okay, okay, I can add this blog post to my site. I can do this video. I can, you know, these are the questions that people are, are asking. And that's where I kind of see this as a way to, to one, you know, generate more income, but two, generate a lot more content for my site that can then, you know, go full circle. Yeah, I see that for sure. That's great. Um, and then finally, who would you want to do this for? It'd mostly be guys who are, in the in the steps of the proposal planning and they may be wrestling with the ideas of okay well i could either do this you know this this idea for my proposal or i could do this idea for my proposal and i kind of just want somebody's opinion on which would be which may be more impressive or which would be easier to pull off or i have no idea how to accomplish this in my in my proposal idea i kind of need some help to guide me and that's kind of the what i'm envisioning uh, how about in terms of like type of person? Like, what, where are they in their life? Like, how old are they? And what, like, what, what is their job? Um, because I mean, on one hand, you could go, you know, I'm not only going to do it for celebrities, which you know is obviously like giving you a whole new set of actions to take. Versus, I'm just going to do it for people who, um, you know, they're just coming out of college and they're massively in debt, which then infers like how much money they might spend. So I'm just kind of getting a sense for. Are there any specific kinds of people or groups, or is this kind of open for anybody? Well, it would be open for anybody, but mostly the demographic would be um, 
young professionals, you know, late, late twenties, early thirties, mm-hmm. uh, who are looking to take the next step in their relationship. Uh, you know, that's usually the age range that we're, that we're getting. Uh, it is obviously skewed more towards guys, but we certainly are open to having conversations, uh, with all types of couples. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's really the, the kind of the jobs that they have. I mean, most, um, are employed. Uh, they really completely range from the jobs that they have, as long as they're kind of at a financial position where they're able to buy a ring and, and kind of consider getting married. Um, you know, I wouldn't be concerned with how much exactly they make. Um, but obviously that does factor into if they would be able to afford to have a phone call or not. Right. Okay. And then how much were you thinking of charging for a 30 minute call? I was thinking of, of charging, um, uh, like $49. So basically looking at it about a hundred dollars an hour, which would basically be, you know, $49 for a half hour. Right. Okay. And so let's just say you had four calls scheduled one per week for the next month, like next month, like, you know, this month is it's November 1st. Let's say you have a call a week, you make an extra $400. Would that, would that be worth it to you? I think so. Okay, cool. I mean, you passed all the tests, I guess. Uh, so, um, were those, want- like, were those like the let it fly uh, tests? Like- kind of, yeah. Like, like the, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of that. But you know, th- these are just you know, a lot of people jump into things without thinking about those things, and it's no, it's, I it's, that. you know, and it's, it seems like you know where you're going and why. And you know, now that we know it fits into what you want to do, and we've hypothetically shown that it could work for you, then what I would recommend doing is doing a trial run you know this is a test um you may end up doing it and may you may end up hating it in which case you just know that like well okay i'm not going to do that anymore or you may end up loving it so much that you might want to do five a day or six a day who knows so what i would recommend doing is seeing if you can get within this next month for example four people to like you know one a week even to pay you 50 bucks for a half hour of their time and your time and just just see what happens, and it, you're going to learn so much just from a trying to get people to, to pay you, um, yeah. and you know what are the objections that they have, like what are their excuses, like pay attention to all that stuff because that's gonna, that's going to be stuff that will eventually either live on a sales page or you'll be just at least equipped to answer those questions the next time around, and then a, as you're doing them, understand like you know what's the easier way to make this happen the next time? How can we better schedule this? How can we you know how how can we make it more valuable to them? Um, and then over over time, you can consider, wow, like we're doing this, and we're you know we could charge more, or I don't want to do this anymore, or I love doing it. Let's, let's let's try these other things. But I would just say like allow for a certain period of time to test it, try it out, learn from it, master it, and it can perhaps fit into whatever it is you're already doing in a nice seamless kind of way after you kind of make a decision to more permanently put it in as a service. Yeah, uh, and. I think that's the the path that I'll certainly take. I, I'm all about trying to test things on a smaller scale, and and one I got to see if anybody's willing to do it first. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, they might say they would love to pick your brain, but now you're able to test the price, and you you can play around with the price too. Maybe the maybe the second person is seventy five dollars, and you just kind of see what happens, and then exactly. you go, you know, and they go, okay, you know what? But for for you, and you, you said seventy five was too much. Maybe I'll do. I'll, I, like I'd be happy to do it for fifty for you to kind of come back down to where you were before, so you can play around with it and, and experiment. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. Definitely. So you know, a few more minutes left. Like any any other questions that you have? 
Well, I think the next question I have is I, I really, right now I'm not selling any of my own products except for my ebook will be coming out pretty soon. It's, it's almost done with the, um, it's almost done with my, uh, my editor, but I am very much in the process of looking at developing physical products. And I also am looking at some of the current affiliates that I am running, uh, you know, particularly on some of the, the first one I'm looking at is, is thin ring boxes where there's, I have affiliate links for, you know, Amazon links on, on the site. And I'm just trying to, you know, because I've never created a product before and versus what I make on affiliate, which is very minimal when you're looking at Amazon affiliates, you know, does the cost of investing in a prototype and things like that, um, is it something that is worthwhile or is it, you know, cause I know you just went through that whole process yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I just wanted to hear kind of some of your feedback of, of transitioning from, from affiliates mostly to a actual physical hard product. Um, and what that, Oh man, it, it, it's, it's a process. Um, <laughs> it no, five minutes <laughs> yeah no i mean it's it's a pro- i mean i have a whole podcast episode coming out about the entire process and some youtube videos too which could be helpful but it's it's definitely been a process uh thankfully i've been working with the guys from product p-r-o-u-d-u-c-t like proud product they've done most of the heavy lifting in terms of the engineering and the design and the the how it gets all manufactured and the materials and all that stuff so luckily i don't i didn't have to worry about that but yet even not having to worry about that it's definitely been a chore to really the the and, and what I've really enjoyed the process, though, to be honest, but it is definitely something that's taken a lot of time and effort and significant money up front. Um, we've put about $25,000 into it so far, and we haven't even launched it yet. But that's just to get the prototypes created because we've had multiple versions of these prototypes. We've put them in many people's hands to give us direct feedback. We've brought them to events to see if this thing would actually be something that would be exciting for people. And we've had to change it many times based on what we've been collecting and it's a slow process too. And I know online we're used to having things happen and turn around much quicker, but I mean to redesign something and to have it done on the computer so that we could 3d print it and then get it. And then we have to do it in the real materials and try it out and, you know, bring it to the field and get feedback. I mean, it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. And we had some great, uh, advice from people that I've since recently featured on my show from Ryan Gorman to uh, the guys over at Studio Neat. They're coming on the podcast soon. These are all people who build physical products for a living. So a lot of information I've been collecting recently because I'm doing this that would likely be helpful for you too that could probably better answer the questions than than I can right now here for you. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think I'd be most interested, and I'm sure your podcast may may cover that, is what are the things you, you probably didn't think of in the beginning that, uh, that you've would like to share so other people don't kind of make those mistakes in the beginning. That's what I'm more looking for is to try and do it as efficiently as possible if I am going to go down the route. Yeah, and we we talk all about those kinds of things because this is our first time and we've made mistakes already. You definitely want to make sure that you get a patent. um, And and, uh, I mean, actually, that's not true. Um, Tom and the guys over at uh, Studio Neat don't even worry about the patents. And in that episode, they talk about why, but... um, and then Ryan, on the other hand, is like all about them. And so it's like weird because different people have different approaches for things too. So I think the most important thing is to just do the research um, and and with the product itself, make sure that it's something that your audience does want and collect feedback so you can make it special for them. 
I will I will definitely look forward to listening to that podcast episode. Cool. Yeah, it's coming out later this month. And uh, man, good luck with everything. A lot of great things. Definitely a much different conversation than what we had last time. And I'm just super stoked to see things coming together. And um, you know, best of luck with everything. I really appreciate it, Pat. And thanks again for all the help. And uh, and I'll just keep on listening to the content you put out because it's, it's really helped me along this entire journey. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Talk soon. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed that uh, recap with Ethan. Ethan, looking forward to seeing how things go along with uh, the new sort of physical business. This is pretty unusual to see somebody go online and then kind of create a physical business. Usually it's the other way around, but as you can see, it doesn't really matter as long as you are providing and servicing your audience and having fun with it too. And I'm excited to see how the sort of like uh, consultation calls go. Uh, You might've heard that I was really digging in just to make sure because it's really easy to say that you're gonna dedicate time every single day if it happens to grow to that level. And I think it was really important for us to really understand, well, like how much is too much or is this actually something he would want to do and it you know definitely sounds like it and of course the best answer is to test and see what happens try it with a few create a little petri dish where if things get out of control well you can stop it easily before it spreads yourself too thin so ethan thank you so much we'll have you back on at some point in the future i'd love to follow up and see what happens and for all of you listening thank you so much if you hit subscribe to the show do that that would be amazing And if you'd like to get coached here on Ask Pat 2.0 in 2019, all you have to do is go to askpat.com. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see a button to apply to get on the show. And just uh, be very honest with your your responses. And I cannot possibly get to everybody, but I'll definitely not get to you unless you try. So hope to see you at some point in the spreadsheet. And I may select you. And if you do get selected, you'll hear from me in the future. And it might happen, you know, further in the future, too. So... Um, just give it some time and be patient. And again, thank you all for the support, all the reviews. They're amazing. I appreciate you guys. I look forward to serving you in next week's episode where we are bringing another person back who, uh, wow, just another amazing transformation and something that involves partnerships and ended partnerships. So make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so you can stick around and listen to that one. That's gonna be episode 1046. Until then, keep on keeping on. Cheers, guys. Love you. Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.